you're always talking about your punani and your butthole. That's what I love about it's, you. You know, two of my favorite body parts. Scary fierce. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the show for women who are owning motherhood and all its glory, pain, and play dates. I'm Ashley. <laughs> and I'm Carrie. And if you're new to Scary Mommy, we're the number one source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We tell it like it is, no sugarcoating, and no impossibly perfect standards. This is the real deal. So Ashley, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, my almost two-year-old son, Sebastian, uh, he's a little delayed in his speech, so we're really working on it at home. And we were teaching him lunch the other day. And I said, you know, Sebastian, do you want lunch? And he goes, lunch! <laughs> like a fucking monster. <laughs> and he's food crazy, so it kind of like all works together. But how weird. Lunch. Now that's all we can ask him to say. That should be your phone ring. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to work on that. <laughs> That's the thing of nightmares, exactly. actually. <laughs> well, my almost seven-month-old, I guess she'll be seven months next week, has now taken on just the joy of titty-twisting me. Like, regardless of where I am, she just finds my tit and just, like, twists the ever-loving shit out of it. And then to make it worse, she laughs maniacally. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> like evil, evil, evil laugh. And she doesn't really laugh that much. So, I mean, I'm glad I'm bringing her joy, but my tits really are suffering. I love that. I think it's a good time to get on with the show. We've got a lot to cover today. Well, not our bodies, according to walking vaginapedia Madge the Vag. She's going to talk to us about staying uncovered in front of our kids and talking about nudity, guys. Well, on the topic of nudity, we're also going to squeeze in some info on boob-shaped baby bottles. Boob-shaped baby it's like a bottles. tongue twister. Do they come in cup sizes? I mean, I don't know. They're so realistic. They might even come with nipple hair. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. We're also touching on a viral post asking men if they recognize what a speculum is. One of them called it a vagina jack. I think the medical term for speculum is vagina jack. But first up, epidural shaming. Um, is that when you shame the epidural needle for being so horrifyingly long? No, but it absolutely should be. <laughs> Apparently, there's some judgment for those out there who opt for the modern miracle of not feeling pain while pushing a huge watermelon-sized thing out of your teeny tiny little vagina hole. Oh my god, I feel like I need an epidural just hearing you say all those words yeah. together. You know what my favorite thing to wear for comfort is, Ash? Talk to me. Scary Mommy's Raised by 90s Rock Tea. It's soft and fits perfectly when I get my cuddle on with Luna. I love their tees because not only can I take a quick cozy nap in it, I can tuck it into some nice jeans and just go out. Smart. Check out Scary Mommy's shop where there's a huge variety of tees and sweatshirts you can buy that are cute and stylish tops. Go to scarymommy.com shop and use code SPEAKS20 to receive 20% off. It's time for our Crushing It Crown. Crushed it. Crushed it. It's time to award this week's Crushing It Crown. Every week we crown a parent doing something relatable, hilarious, or badass. You know, I have a tender spot for this one. Not just in my heart, but in all my holes and between my legs. <laughs> because it's about epidurals. There are more than you think. Lots of holes. Yeah. Nicole Christensen wrote a personal story with the headline, I had an epidural and I was told I didn't actually go through labor. You can read the full article on scarymommy.com, but here's a snippet so you can get the gist of it. So here's what Nicole said. The other day, I was telling a woman about my first delivery, and I said that I got an epidural, but it didn't work. She responded with, oh, you had an epidural, so you have no idea what it's like to go through labor. She then literally turned around away from me and started talking to the mom next to her. I was dead to her. That is not a good feeling. I mean, first of all, 
Mom shame is real. I was going to say, you should. I've experienced that too. You should not shame another mama. You don't know their life. You don't know what they've been through. You do not know their circumstances. I just genuinely think that moms may be the meanest group of people out there. Truly. Like, I know. We, we all have this opinion that like the way I do it is right. And we're so mean to one another. It's true. We also can be supportive, but we're also very judgy. Totally judgy. I mean, I love epidurals. I was sort of the same way, though. Like, I was, you know, I really thought that I was just going to be, like, totally natural about it. And so so I had a lot of that epidural shaming happening to me. And so I was like, it's not going to happen to me. Well, Nicole's article explains how her epidural didn't work. And she had a traumatic birth of a 10-pound baby. Okay? So that just goes to show you, you don't know about anyone's experience. Seriously. Let me tell you my birth story, which no one ever wants to hear ever. Anyway. It's traumatizing. Get ready. (laughs) I was going to go through like the whole hippie way, like I said. And then I was in two days of labor. Two days. And finally I was like, I cannot take this. I'm exhausted. Please give me the epidural. They finally gave me the epidural. Which, P.S., hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. not like, Doesn't feel good at all. Like, let's just puncture your spine. Mm-hmm. Then when it came time for my C-section, right, that was just like to get through the labor part Ugh. while I tried to dilate and all this shit. Which is the worst. Balloon catheter, the whole nine. And then they go to do the C-section and they run a thing up my leg and I can feel all of it. And I have this like phases of death. What did they run up your leg? Like, I don't know, like a pointy thing to see if I could feel it. Oh. Like just be like, can you feel this? Can you feel this? I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And they're like, really? That's weird. And I had like a faces of death moment where I'm like, they're going to not believe me that I can feel this and I'm going to feel the whole thing. So then they had to pick me back up and give me a spinal block. Another fucking epidural higher up in my spine Uh. so that I was more numb, which I also felt, that second one. So whether or not you have a C-section or you get an epidural, I mean, that shit hurts regardless. You're not just like pooping out a baby. Otherwise, everybody would do it. Yes. I mean, so for me, I had to be induced. I kind of went down the hippie route of, of doing the Bradley method. They really... For me, I really wanted to uh, avoid a C-section. That's what I was – the idea of being cut open is terrifying to oh, me. Yes. Um, and they really are against you being induced. They're against epidurals because studies show that that actually leads to a higher instance of, of cesareans. Um, so when I had to be induced because I was 41 weeks – I was in the hospital at this point, like 24 hours. I was having contractions every two minutes. They were like very, very hardcore contractions. Um, And it was just it wasn't stopping. Um, And then Trump comes on TV and is having a press conference. I'm crying. I'm screaming. I'm like and I did everything. I bounced on the fucking ball. I walked in laps around the hospital like horrible Finally, I decide, just give me the fucking drugs. Let's do it. I, my body is not cooperating. I'm not even four centimeters dilated you're still at this pushing point. And shit to do. I, I still have so much shit to do. Um, so they bring in the anesthesiologist. I'm terrified, by the way. You like people sit here and think that an epidural is like a super easy, not scary thing. There's a huge ass needle that if you move the the smallest bit can completely paralyze you. It's terrifying. Anyway, I had a baby. It still fucking hurt. Women are fucking warriors regardless. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. I shit the bed. You know, (laughs) my husband saw horrible things happen to, like, my punani and my butthole. And it is what it is. Baby's alive. You're always talking about your punani and your butthole. That's what I love about you. You know, two of my favorite body parts. And those are just our stories, guys. There were over a thousand comments on Facebook in reaction to Nicole's article. Here's what you all had to say. 
Jessica D says, I had an epidural with both mine, and I'm pretty sure a baby still came out of my vagina. And with a cesarean, a baby still comes out of you. So who cares how it happened? It happened. Sarah P says, I think back to the time when I was adamant I wasn't having an epidural, and I just laugh and laugh. That needle in my spine was the best thing in the world after hours of labor. Amen, Sarah P. Uh, Sarah Jane B. said, Best piece of advice I ever got was take the damn pain relief. No one hands you a check for 10,000 pounds if you do it all naturally. It's It hurts, and modern medicine is there for relief. It's not rocket science. If there's a tiny human at the end of it, you gave birth. Simple as that. I was really hoping you'd do that with a British accent. You want me to? I can. <laughs> April A. says, Personally found the feeling of natural labor beautiful and love that I got to feel both daughters come into the world. It's a beautiful thing our bodies are made for. But I also don't shame anyone who gets an epidural. Healthy mom and baby is what's important. But I've heard several moms say that they chose the epidural so they could enjoy the birth, dismissing the possibility of enjoying it without it. So please don't judge my choice either. I think April A speaks the most to my feelings about it. Like, I would have liked to not have an epidural, but there was there was no going out. Mm. Jessica B says, I have a high tolerance for pain, but apparently not in the hoo-ha region. Hour three into inducing, my contractions got intense, and I told them to put the epidural in now. I felt some pressure while giving birth, but no splitting into pain. Thank you, Jesus, for the wonderful drug. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> if I could do epidural shots out of an actual shot glass, I think I 100% would. <laughs> I thought you were going to say if I could take epidural shots out of an actual vagina. That's where I thought you were going with I, that. It's like a vagina luge. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I drink down a bottle of motherfucking epidural. Oh, God. So good, right? Yes. Well, as we search for an epidural happy hour, we'd love to hear your birth stories. What was it like? Did people give you bullshit about it? Email us your experience at comments at scarymommy.com. I speculate it's time to move on to our next story. <laughs> I'm ready to open, <laughs> wink, wink, this topic up. Scary Mommy posted a meme of a speculum with the text, ask your partner what this is. Screenshot the answer and post it below. Okay, before we go to the comments, let's talk about how what a speculum is. So a speculum is the object that the doctor cranks open. It's sort of like duck bills. Yeah, it looks like a duck bill. Yeah, and they crank that shit open to crank your vagina open so they can put any number of objects inside of it, like that a little purse. Yeah, so easy being a chick. And you know what, though? Lately, I've gotten a plastic speculum. Like, they've cheaped out. I miss the cold metal robot speculum. I feel like if you're going to stick something in my vagina, Jean, at least have it like nice and cool. Exactly. Fuck that. Sterile feeling. I like that plastic. 16,000 people commented on this and they did not disappoint. Here are some of my faves. Okay. Amy Jane W says, it's for the hair thing, the hair curler. And then when I laughed, he said, Oh, it's a banana slicer. <laughs> Sharon F said, best answer I've ever heard a guy say was vagina jack. Lawson H. says, something that makes me happy I'm a man. Yeah, that's damn straight, Lawson. <laughs> uh, Lyra P. says, mine said a nutcracker, or wait, an ice cream thing. Now he's turning the picture upside down to get a different view. <laughs> Jessica C. says, is it for your foot? Then I told him, and he said, is that one from the 1800s? No. Oh, my God, are you serious? Keishla J. said, I don't know, can't even guess. What the hell is it? Me, a vagina opener. I'm so sorry, honey. Lorraine R. said, I asked our 17-year-old son. He gave a very Canadian answer, LMAO. Topper thing for syrup. At least that's what it looks like. Wait, I'm probably wrong. Oh, God I don't bless. even know what a topper thing for syrup looks like. Oh, well, you don't watch Curious George enough. 
That's where I learned. Miriam D says he thinks it's to keep an animal's mouth open at the vet or something. Shaking my damn head. We have four kids. I actually think that's probably the most realistic also, answer from a guy. My vagina is an animal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did your What did Lee say when you showed him Carrie? Okay, so he said, "I think it's the thing for like your shoes and boots." Oh, and then he said, "Or it's to pry a vagina open." <laughs> I should try the speculum when my shoes are too small. Could work to stretch them out. Yeah. Um. So I showed the picture to Matt, and he said, "It's either a baking tool or the thing for your vagina." Like, what would you bake with it? Flambe vagina or like a muff pie? Hair pie. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Well, I think we've stretched this speculum thing out far enough. We're going to take a quick break, but get ready to bear all with Madge the Vag right after this. You know what the number one thing you should put on your grocery list is, Carrie? Formula? That is a fine drink for the kids, but I'm talking about for us. On the top of my grocery list is some wine. Hell yeah, I'm all about that. Summer is here, so excuse me while I get my rosé on. Oh yes, summertime is the time for a good rosé, and I am happy to say that it is so easy to order one off of ShopScaryMommy.com. Seriously, you just order it? Yeah, absolutely. Not only do they have a great selection, but they come with the greatest wine bottle holders. Ooh, count me in. Scary Mommy has teamed up with the wine experts at Sherry Lehman to create a collection of wines with moms in mind. Since 1934, Sherry Lehman has been a go-to source for delicious gems that give you the most for your money. So check out the Scary Mommy Sherry Lehman collection, and when they whine, you can whine. Mm. Use code SPEAKS15 and receive 15% off. Uh, pro tip? Yeah. If you have a Snoopy snow cone machine, put some rosé in there and you get a froze. They don't need, where do you buy that off of eBay? I still have mine from the 80s. Jesus Christ. Madge the Vag is Scary Mommy's most well-known series, covering women's health and sex education with the internet's favorite host, Madge the Vag. Hi, Madge. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I just put on a new fresh pair of underwear. Oh, we're so lucky. I know. They're cotton. Oh, they're big. I like the big ones. Me too. I have a question for you, Madge. Yeah. So I was recently taking a bath with Sebastian, my almost two-year-old, and uh, every time we do this, he finds the opportunity to just give a boob a good suck, like one good suck just to see if there's anything still there, which there is not. He can't give up the ghost. No, and he thinks it's so funny, and I'm starting to wonder if that's weird or inappropriate. It's making me a little worried. Madge, I am so glad you're here. Do you think it's okay for us to be naked in front of our kids? Well, that is a great question. And I just love talking about nudity. This is really warm and dear to my heart. And I can't wait to strip back the layers and get down to it. (laughs) So part of it, it, and I just want to say, this is a personal thing. You know, every family has their own choice when it comes to nudity. I mean, there's nudist families. Are there really? Oh, sure. That just they nude it up. Wow. Nude it off. <laughs> nude it down. Nude it in. No, that's nude it weird. in? That's no, weird. we don't that's nude weird. it. Yeah, families don't nude it in. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there it depends. So I did a ton of research on it because I like to be free. It's very good for your vagina to keep it free and aired. Air it out. Let Absolutely. that bitch breathe. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I say. <laughs> I just worry about the the boundaries of it. You know, I don't I don't I grew up in a household where it was considered inappropriate, but at the same time, like I've seen my mom naked. I still see her naked and she still sees me naked. What I worry about is because he's a boy. Mm. Is this, you know, are are there boundaries that need to be upheld there? Well, Ashley, if I may say, I see this as an opportunity 
to talk to him about boundaries. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. You're his role model. You have a young boy, a man in the making. This is a good time. This is actually great because you can start saying, you know, ask first or this is a booby. You don't just suck it. You say, can I suck it? That's fair. That's fair. Listen, you can't just go around sucking on titties. You got to (laughs) like tone it down, kid. I think you could say that. I think (laughs) you could say no, no, just titty sucking on uh, command. There are some grown men that still haven't gotten that lesson. Lots of them. In any case, you know, you don't, nudity is supposed to be like a natural thing and you don't want to shove it in a kid's face, I'd say. But this is what I learned from the pediatrician, one of our favorites, Dr. Gold. Children under, say, two, they really don't get nudity. But you get like a three to five-year-old, you're going to notice that they understand nakedness. They're going to look at your your body when you're naked and say, why are you so furry there? (laughs) It's an excellent time to start teaching from nudity to privacy, and then your own body, what's okay with your own body. It's a great segue. You don't want her to feel shameful about her body. It's a natural, normal thing, and our reaction, how we feel about our bodies, is going to translate into the way they look at their bodies. Am I scarring my kids? Are they become nudists when they get older? Not at all. It's really how you handle the conversation. I mean, if you have a house of three boys, it's just going to be penises everywhere. Oh, my goodness. But those children will say, I understand that we can do this in our home, but we're not going to go walk outside like this. Isn't she something? Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I wish she was my pediatrician. I yeah. Well, I started asking if I could come in yeah. just for some checkups to just chat. You get stickers, probably. <laughs> yeah. Lollipops. <laughs> I think it's it's kind of interesting, right? Especially as the mom of a of a daughter that's got to be Oh, that's so pretty, true. Because it's true. how you talk to her about if you're covering up. If you seem ashamed about how you look, then she's yeah. going to think of nudity as a shameful thing. I think about that all the time. Like, be careful about my actions and my words. Like, even, you know, I'm having some body issues these mm-hmm. days. And even though she's only seven months old, I want to make sure that I'm not talking about myself or or covering up or being awkward because I'm going through something. Mm-hmm. I don't want my shame right now about my body, which I hope to get over soon, mm-hmm. to pattern onto her. You know, I want, I want her to know that... It's her body, so she has um, the choices of what she makes mm-hmm. with it, and that not to feel shameful about about any bit of her body. Yeah, another thing that Dr. Gold mentioned was if you clam up about nudity, um, they're not going to come to talk to you about sex later in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, as the mother of a boy, and I think that that differentiation in, in a conversation like this is important. I think it's important for Sebastian to see, like, that's what a real woman looks like. It's not all, you know. Photoshopped. Big old fake titties and a small, tiny waist. It's there's. I thought you were going to say a small, tiny something else. And I'm like. Vagina holes. Yeah, small. That's that. Those days are over. He'll never know those (laughs) days for me. Um, But yeah, that's that's an important example to set. But another thing I would like to say is we think of nudity as being sexual, and so Doctor Gold made this wonderful point that you know, oh, it's a penis, so that means if if they grab the penis. Like, because kids will grab a penis. My son does that I to mean, my I'll husband. Do I'll do it too. I've done it. Me too. Yeah. I mean, um, I regretted it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. Yeah, yeah. like babies. I wasn't and then ready. we're all in this situation. <laughs> I had no idea. It wasn't in my health book. But anyway, <laughs> so if they go and grab in that thing, we get a little uncomfortable. We get nervous and we're like, oh, you don't touch that. And to them, you know, it's just, it's like an arm. It's like a little arm. Yeah. But you might want to say, oops, 
don't, you know, let's not touch that right now. That might hurt or that's inappropriate. Again, let's talk about it first. So you set up your boundaries. Yeah. Don't stick it in your porridge. D- don't stick it in your por- Don't who stir the, it. Who the fuck is eating porridge? <laughs> Who's eating porridge these I days? I said that to the three little bears. <laughs> Porridge. Like we're in like, <laughs> listen, little bear, don't stick your dick in the porridge. 1800s Russia. <laughs> it's a good way to communicate that me- me- message. So that's a great idea. So here's my question about yes. that. Mm-hmm. So my husband, mm. Sebastian, will like, you know, give a little smack or mm. a poke to his ding dong, you know, whatever. Um, and Matt will usually go like, ah, ha, ha, and that's his reaction. Mm-hmm. Should he be reacting in a different way? Like, Sebastian, you asked to touch dad's wiener. Like, how how do you proceed here? I actually don't think that's horrible. It keeps it kind of like it's not a big deal. The only thing that might encourage is more playing around with the ding dong. Yeah. You know, that might be like, oh, he laughs when I do that. So I'll go whapping everybody's ding dong. But I'm assuming people aren't coming to your house just naked. No, we we have a pretty strict no nudity in our house. There was that one party. (laughs) There was, for the record, no nude parties in my house. (laughs) Well, that's good. But that's another point to, you know, uh, when is it appropriate to be naked? When is it not appropriate to be naked? You know, you don't want to answer the door naked. You know, kids should know when it's okay, when it's not okay. So if you have a nude type of household, you may want to say, well, not when guests are coming over. Maybe not when neighbor John wants to come fix the window or, you know, something like that. True story. When I first cohabitated with my my boyfriend and we got a brand new velvet couch, I sat on it naked. No. And he got so upset. He's like, there are liquids that come out of your vagina. Yes. I'm like, currently... No, I'm just going to be here for a minute. No. Oh, Ashley, I want to sit on my expensive couch with my vag out. No, you don't sit on velvet where there's li- no. Uh, you're gonna you can't you can't you get discharge out of a velvet couch. You can discharge just- is natural. Right. It's fine, but you're ruining your couch. I don't believe her there's scent. Been, there's been so- <laughs> it's her couch now. I think that's the rule. <laughs> there's been so much fluids on that couch these days. Come on. Vomit. Babe, not mine. The babies. Poop. Well. Maybe stay away from velvet altogether. (laughs) I don't know. Who would have thought I had such strong feelings about velvet couches? I'm sorry. So when is a good good sign from your kids that it's time to start covering up? Oh, that's a good question. Because, you know, there is a certain point where maybe you need to stop being the naked one, right? Yeah. Because when they're young, they're just running around naked all the time. That's what's natural. And they hate clothing. And it's the cutest when they're little. And it's cute. You love those baby butts. Yeah. Come on. So cute. Well, I learned this from the interview, and I thought this was absolutely wonderful advice. But when they start to cover up, that's a sign that you should start to cover up. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That, and it seems very logical. And I guess every child will be different. Sure. The age that they start thinking, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I want to cover up. Yeah. Follow them, really, on that one. You know, show them boundaries, obviously. But, like, follow their lead on that. Natural-born like leaders. Yeah, and I like that advice. So we should tell the audience that we're all naked right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and it's a velvet couch. We are, oh. <laughs> and I am losing my shit here over all these bodily fluids on the She's velvet couch. She's just going to put a panty liner down. More like a tarp. So I loved hearing about your stories, and we've shared a lot, but let's hear what our scary mommies have to say about nudity. Let's do it. I'm no longer naked in front of my seven-year-old since she said I look hideous. (laughs) But I still get naked in front of my two-year-old. But she's a little touchy, so that's going to (laughs) end. Bye. That kid is an asshole. And I'm not trying to insult your kid. I I call my own an asshole. I agree. She's an asshole. Yeah. She knows the word hideous, so great vocab. She's going to score high on them SATs. But how mean. Mean little twerp. (laughs) 
Oh, but oh, no. what does Madge see but an opening? Right. You always see all the openings. <laughs> yeah. Talk to your kids. Say, hey, hun, bodies are all different. Maybe mine's different from wherever you're seeing other naked lady bodies. And hideous is not the right word to describe it. You could say you could say interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Unique. Mm-hmm. Yep. What an eccentric body, Mommy. Yeah. Ooh. And then you just yeah. run into your closet and sob because that's what I would do. I don't go out of my way to be naked in front of my child. Um, but until he learns to respect closed doors, uh, it's going to happen. And he's 11, so he should definitely know to respect closed doors. I have learned to respect when his door is closed. But apparently that courtesy doesn't go both ways. So we just try not to make a big deal out of it. Bodies are bodies and, you know, choices and consequences. If you choose to walk into my room at random times, the consequences you may see by stretch marky body. You cause the stretch marks anyway. I like that she's like teaching respect. She's yeah. saying like, you know, I'm respecting closed doors, sort of like what we talked about before. Let there the child go. guide you mm-hmm. when they start feeling Right. Like they want to respect some boundaries. And so she's going to teach respect, respecting boundaries all around. And boundaries are nothing but a good thing. Exactly. Nothing but a good thing. Absolutely. I am naked in front of my child. He is eight years old and I want him to have a realistic experience with a naked body before he has some sort of unrealistic expectation about what women's bodies actually look like. I like that. I thought that was the kind of reflected where I'm going with yeah, this. boy, mo- boy, a mom of a boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the natural body, mm-hmm. what it is. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you so much, Madge, for coming in. Thank oh, you, Madge. Goodness. Anytime. I'd love to come back again. It was so much fun. I always love seeing your face I'll and s- hearing all your wonderful knowledge. I always have the best things to say. Love to share. Thank you guys so much. See you later, Madge. Bye. If you want more amazing vagina info from Madge, go to scarymommy.com or Facebook to watch videos of Madge in all her glory. She talks about nudity to yeast infection. I mean, she runs the gamut. One in the same. Exactly. Okay, we've got another great story up ahead. Have you seen this baby bottle that looks like a boob? One might argue that the standard... uh, type of bottle, you know, those long ones actually look like my boob. But what exactly do you mean? (laughs) Okay, so let me explain this boob bottle thing. It's called a nano baby, or should I say nano bebe? Mm, How French. Yes. Nano bebe? Nano bebe. (laughs) So it's like a boob shape, but with the middle out of the boob. Okay. Like hollow boob. Which, okay. The new film. That's what my boobs feel like now after breastfeeding for 15 months. Okay, so it's supposed to like heat up all the milk evenly so you don't lose any of those nutrients. Okay. And then, yes, my dear. Does it does it start to sag over time like a real boob? Most likely. I mean, I would imagine, right? It's kind of got this cool thing where it directly hooks into the pump. So you don't have to do that weird thing where you have oh. like a bag and then pour it in. It like directly connects into the pump. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. And then one of the cool things that I really liked about it is it stacks. So you know how you have like 100 bottles yes. like everywhere? They stack on top of each other because of that little concave bit out of the bottom. So it stacks like really conveniently so it doesn't take up much space. And then they have like a whole system where they have like a drying rack thing that fits exactly. It's all very space savory. Oh. Um, yeah. It's kind of cool, I have to say. 
say. And it's meant to stimulate a breast to make switching. Oh, sorry. It's meant to simulate a breast. I mean, stimulate a breast would be great, too. But That's fun. It's meant to simulate a breast to make switching between bottle and breast easier. And like I said, the, it's supposed to preserve the nutrients so that when you heat it up, it's not, they're not killing some and the whole thing is warming up evenly. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. We actually posted a meme on the Scary Mommy Facebook page of a dad holding, you know, he's topless, he's getting some good uh, skin-to-skin time <laughs> in, and he's holding the nano bebe up to his his boob and holding the baby and like it looks like he's trying to breastfeed and it says when mom is in the shower daddy's be like we got this i mean good for him you guys had a lot to say about this it's true um ashley c says nano bebe is the best it gives moms a break and lets dads get some bonding time with the baby while feeding win win michelle w says i breastfed both of my kids and i think this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen other than the fact that he's sitting there with his shirt off this is just a weird shaped bottle why is his shirt off the baby is not holding on to his breast so why he's not holding the baby any differently than he would if he was holding a bottle help me understand the point Andrea R. says, seriously, one of the sexiest pictures of a dad I ever saw with hard eye emojis. <laughs> Emily M. says, genius. And bravo to the dads who are man enough to do something like this. Heart. Catherine R. says, he better be careful if he does that in public. Oh, no. That's only women who are shamed for feeding their babies. Snap. Valid point, girl. I mean, I kind of like this. I'm into it. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm totally cool with people using bottles as fake boobs, dads getting in on it. But I have to be really, really truthful here and tell you that I'm an only child, so I need to feel special in almost every situation. And I just didn't want Matt to be able to take this from me. Mm. It was like my thing, you know? I had such a struggle bus situation with breastfeeding. That's a whole other episode. But I was so thankful that Lee could feed the baby because it was such a struggle bus situation for me. And so, I mean, he definitely likes to touch my boobs. So maybe feeding this bottle that is boob shaped would be also enjoyable for him. Yeah, just more reason to do it. It's more more pseudo booby touching. Exactly. Confession time. Shh. Confessions. You ready? Yeah, what's yours? All right. So my confession of the week, I hope my partner is not listening, that I knew my period was going to come soon. And I feel like lately since we've had a baby, every time he has to have sex, I said I'm, I say I'm tired. And I feel like that excuse is just getting a little tired itself. So I was like, I have my period. I did not have my period. I faked having my period so that it was a good excuse not to have sex. But it worked, right? It worked because I got my period the next day. So it's kind of the same I thing. I manifested my period. Good for you. Thank That's you. amazing. Thank you. Oprah taught me how to manifest. My confession this week, um, and it really doesn't bother me, but I know that society is going to say I'm weird, is um, my husband and I basically use the same toothbrush. I have so many thoughts about that, Ash. I don't think it's weird. There, we don't have, like, open wounds in our mouth. And even if we did, his penis has been in my vagina. It's not so much the germaphobe, but, like, just get two toothbrushes. We have two toothbrushes. Oh. We, like, purposely go out of our way to use the same toothbrush. Ugh, you guys are disgustingly in love. <laughs> my, mom, my mom is going to shame me so hard Ugh. when she hears that. I feel like it's good to get this stuff out. I feel very free and liberated. Mm-hmm. And now it's your turn. ScaryMommy.com has a page for completely anonymous confessions. So go on it and do what we do. Let it all out. It feels really good. It does. Here are some of our favorites this week with our dramatized voiceover. 
My husband spouted for years, I'll always be there for you. I won't let anything happen to you, etc., etc. I had to have emergency dental work and asked him to drive me there and back a mile each way. His response? My show's about to start. Can you take a cab? Oh, no. Yeah, I'd be like, no. Can't you get another fucking wife, bro? I'd be like, DVR, bitch. Yeah. Do other people's kids leave little rolled up bits of poopy toilet paper on the floor all over the bathroom? Or just my kids? Oh, we're not there yet, but God help me when we are. You know, it's like finding treasure. Mm. I have IBS, and our house has only one bathroom. I once pooped in the cat litter box when I was desperate. That clay cat litter works pretty amazingly. Wow, that's a MacGyver situation. God bless this woman. I love it. She's my own personal, and I don't use this term lightly, Shiro. Oh. Shiro. Sometimes you just have to poop, you know? All right, mamas, thank you so much for joining us today. We had a blast. If you ladies love this show, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us, please. And if you want more Scary Mommy, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts and visit us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat for videos, stories, and shopping you won't want to miss. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Elaine White and Julie Katakis, edited by Elaine White, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Scary Mommy Speaks. <laughs>